Welcome to Take Heart, where our goal is to offer encouragement and give hope and insight so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. As we explore monthly themes and share inspiring stories and practical tips, our desire is for you to feel connected and encouraged. Hi, this is Sarah Klein. I'm here with Amy G. Brown and Carrie M. Holt. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a special three-part series on therapy. Today's show is called Therapy, How Counseling Can Help Me. Next week in part two, we will talk about why moms don't go to counseling. And the third and final week of our series, we will be talking about our therapy expectations versus the reality. Before we get started, we want to state that we are not experts in therapy, nor are we licensed therapists. We believe in and have our own experiences with therapy. And the following podcast is advice only from our perspective as clients. One's mental health is as individual and unique as each person's. What works for one person may not work for the next. Finding what works for you is a personal journey, often full of trial and error. Because we feel that mental health is so essential, yet overlooked in the disability community, we have decided to take these three weeks and talk about our personal experiences with therapy in the hope that it may help in some way. We are starting with what I feel is the easy week, the pros, the benefits of therapy. I know therapy often still holds a stigma to it and for a lot of people. So I want to begin with a quote I love, and it's by my BFF, Brene Brown. She doesn't realize she's my BFF, but um, that's beside the point. Anyway, that probably makes me need a little bit more counseling. But anyway, Brene Brown says, Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weaknesses. So I want to start with the question. And actually, it's not really a question. It's just more sharing. And if you, if either of you are comfortable, let's just start with a brief explanation or um, just to share why you began therapy or maybe complementary therapies or counseling and whether you still go. Okay. So this is Carrie. My journey started actually with working with a mentor through my church who had been trained in story work through the Allender Center, which was started by Dr. Dan Allender. And what it was was just me recognizing behaviors in myself that I didn't necessarily love in ways that I was reacting and wanting to work with someone who would help me get to the core of those behaviors and also just all the trauma that we have been through with our son over the last many years And so that's kind of what started the journey of counseling and therapy for me. And then that same mentor, about a year ago, as we were kind of finishing up the process of my process of working with her, was her asking me this question, who cares for you? And it just completely disarmed me because, of course, there are people in my life that care for me. But I realized that a lot of times it is really hard to care for ourselves mm-hmm. and to care for our souls and to nurture our souls. And I had a lot of barriers to therapy, which I won't talk about until the next episode. <laughs> but I just realized that it was time for me to see someone professionally. And I was in my mid-40s when I started seeing a counselor. And I mm-hmm. still go on a, a monthly basis. This is Amy, and um, I came to therapy through a tragic experience. Uh, About 17 years ago, my sister died of cancer, and I was with her, and it was traumatic at the time of her death. 
And then immediately after she died, my niece and nephew and brother-in-law moved in with us. So over the course of that first year, I was taking care of everybody and dealing with everybody else's grief and um, got to the point in my life where I wasn't sleeping. I was having behaviors that were I knew weren't normal, like I was afraid to go out in public because I was afraid somebody would get sick or need me to medically help them and I wouldn't be able to. And so it, it, it was like unreasonable, my fear. And so I ended up going to talk to my therapist and found out that I had PTSD and complicated grief. Um, in the midst of all this, we had our child that has a RAD and FASD. Her behavior was ramping. So I ramping up. So I was taking care of the her and everybody else, like I do, <laughs> like we all do. I was taking care of everybody but me. And then my life, it's almost like I couldn't breathe. So it was almost like a crisis situation for me that I, I thought I can't live like this anymore because I'm so anxious and I'm not sleeping and I'm afraid. And it just felt like my heart was racing a million miles an hour. So I kind of went, I went uh, very willingly and I still go, I've gone to the same council for 17 years, but that initial time was in a kind of almost a crisis. It was definitely a crisis situation. This is Sarah. I actually went, <laughs> my husband came right after diagnosis and kind of gave me statistics um, on the percentage of marriages with those with Duchenne that uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy is what my son has and those that end up in divorce and it really concerned him. We had a few years before that went through some serious marital issues and had really started to kind of get our footing back. Um, but it really concerned him that we might lose our footing again. So we quite arrogantly went to therapy as a precautionary measure, thinking that we would just go and pat ourselves on the back that we were being so, um, <laughs> um, so proactive about it. And, um, uh, yeah, we just, anyway, we left the first one. I was crying. He was angry. <laughs> we were, we were rather arrogant about it. And yeah, we, we end up going for quite a while and, um, I still do therapy on my own. He went on his own for a while and my son, um, both of my sons have, have gone and my youngest still does. And so we are very big proponents of mm -hmm. uh, therapy or any kind of counseling. We are too. Every all eight members of the Brown family has gone to the same therapy office. So I feel we like too. <laughs> we should have a discount. We actually <laughs> joked around. We're like, where is the BOGO card? Like, do you have a punch card? Yeah. Because I think like after the tenth one, we should at least get like an mm -hmm. ice cream cone or something. <laughs> something new. <needs to, laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so and we actually, I know we we talked about it. Carrie, I'm so glad you're like, and we will talk about this in the next session. <laughs> we have talked, just so everybody is aware, uh, for those of you listening, we have we have talked to each other like, we need to stay on topic. <laughs> no rabbit trails. We have a three-part session. Um, so with that, so with that said, staying on topic, um, Amy, what is the most valued benefit of therapy that you have experienced so far? I think for me, it has been a place to normalize what I'm feeling. I tend to be really hard on myself and think, well, it's not that bad. 
or I should just buck up. And, and why am I feeling this way? And our situation with our kids are, is hard, but I can just keep going. And so I think it's a place for me to, first of all, have what's been going on is normalized. And actually for someone to tell me this is really hard because I tend to minimize that and just keep going. Um, for someone to acknowledge that our family has been in crisis or that I'm not okay because I don't think I've ever given myself permission to say that because everybody counts on me. It's just a place to admit what's true about me in that moment and it to be accepted. And I can't like dance around it and go, oh, I'm fine or it's going to be okay or this is normal. And, you know, when the therapist eyes gets really big and goes, no, <laughs> you're in crisis. <laughs> that's that's helpful for somebody to name that <laughs> because I'll say, I am, we're a family in crisis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's been helpful for me. Definitely. I think for me, it's just been the time taking the time to dig deeper so i there's a part of our lives where it was almost 14 to 15 years of just chaos of hospital stay after hospital stay after hospital stay and not really understanding the buildup of trauma in my body that was happening after putting out fires and riding in ambulances and making life saving decisions and so my monthly appointments just cause me to just take a step back and take a time mm-hmm. to talk to somebody about everything that is going on and you know the stress and the trauma and I also feel like we live so much of our lives in the shallows actually John Eldridge calls it the shallows you know where we don't dig deeper into the depths of our soul and mm-hmm. our hearts and minds and I think going to a counselor or therapist allows me to dig into the depths a little bit uh, because life just moves at such a fast pace. I think for me, um, the biggest benefit of therapy so far for me is, and I've, I've shared this a little on past episodes of mine, is that I have chronic depression and I ignored it for a long time. Um, I was really embarrassed by it. I think um I just, I covered it up a lot with jokes. I covered it up with, it just didn't seem like it was okay to be depressed. It wasn't okay to be that way. A lot of people don't understand it. And to meet me, they just were like, but you're so happy. You're so outgoing. You're so whatever. And they just didn't understand that side of things. And I treated depression with medication a lot. And I think that that masks symptoms. But when you miss medication or your insurance changes or this medication is no longer covered and you would need to do something, things changed. And so for me, was the biggest valued benefit of that is I've been able to manage the behaviors. I've been able to manage that. So for me, that was Mm -hmm. um, being able to do that in a safe place. Mm Um, and along those lines, so has there been a positive surprise to therapy, something that you just didn't realize was going to, it was just kind of a, a shock, maybe, or just even a surprise that you didn't realize was going to come out of it? Um, I wouldn't say it was a shock, but I just want to go back to something Carrie said first before I answer mm-hmm. that, is that we are in the shallows and we don't, I think as special needs moms, well, all of us do this, but we're so busy with our to-do list that we don't stop to examine. And I think that's really important that you brought that up, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, therapy, the biggest surprise was I came in with a list. Here's the things I want to talk about. Um, but it's helped me to stop hiding my own narrative mm-hmm. under, oh, I got this. It's okay. I'll be fine. 
like it's helped me be myself. And I, I don't think I was look I was looking for here's the problem. What are the solutions? Give me tools. I would always say I want homework and I want a lot of it. And my therapist would kind of roll her eyes like, okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really helping me find me and my own narrative. I think that's actually a better, I think that's a better question, Amy. I like that a lot better. So instead of maybe, um, was there a better surprise? Maybe if, what is a, what's the best lesson? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that a lot of time with homework, because um, there is homework with therapy, and that was a big surprise. I was like, seriously, I don't want homework. <laughs> See, I, I want to come homework. in for, fi- I want for 50 minutes, I want you to fix me, and I want to go home and be happy again. Um, but it actually is really beneficial, and there's a lot of valuable lessons. So instead of maybe the surprises, mm-hmm. let's switch gears a little bit. So what is a valuable lesson that you've learned so far? That you can credit specifically to your therapy or your counseling or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think for me, it's just been learning to pay attention to my body. And I know I've said that a lot in the podcast, mm-hmm. but it it has just taught me to the things that I have learned through listening to podcasts by counselors and seeing a counselor is that your body holds a score and even though sometimes your brain may not remember things, your body does. You have implicit memory. There are imprints on your brain. And so even just things like one of my children would come up to me and say, I have to talk to you about something. And it would completely trigger me into this fear. And and I, and I had to kind of dive into that a little bit with my therapist of why when he comes up to me and says this, do I just panic and want to flee the situation? Mm-hmm. and so it's, I think for me, the valuable lesson has just been understanding how to pay attention to my body and then the deeper things that it is telling me about myself and the traumas. And some of those traumas are big T's and some of those are just little T's, disruptions to life that are a lot of times rooted in lies that I've believed along the way and along my journey just in life. Well, like I said earlier, I think it's just helped me understand the narrative that I'm telling myself isn't true. Um, I ruminate. I don't think of myself as like an over anxious thinker, but I learned that my rumin. I have very unproductive thinking, and my problem solving. It seems productive to me because I'm tackling a problem, but there's a lot of rumination or over worry that tells a narrative that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to have some step back and go, okay, the story I'm telling myself that's not the story. And that has been really helpful, especially with mom guilt and a lot of other emotions. I think, I think for me, and I, I think it can be, it can go a lot deeper than this, but I think for me, I'll just leave it at, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. I just wasn't, I didn't feel that growing up. I didn't feel that in my teens or my early years or anything. And that's nobody's fault. I'm not blaming anybody. That's just my head, the way that I felt. Um, and it's just easy to, when you walk in there, there's a trust there. There's a safety there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, they're, they're unbiased. They're, it's okay to not be okay there. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's a little freeing. It's a lot freeing. It's a lot so, freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could really go on and on and on about this, and unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time. But um, there are so many more benefits to therapy and to any kind of counseling, and um, this has been a great discussion. And next week, we are going to go down the rabbit trail of the barriers 
to therapy, which there are unfortunately a lot. So tune in next week and we will discuss that. Um, Before we go, Amy, will you pray for us? Yes, I will. Thanks. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and see us and that these things that we hold in our heart matter to you. I pray for the moms listening today, the parents listening today, that this would um, this episode would help them and that you would give them wisdom as they seek to take care of their own mental health. Amen. There are links to anything we mention in this episode's show notes and all of our resources, including an entire written transcript of this episode, are available on our website at takeheartspecialmoms.com.